So as we finish this series today, I want to talk to you about how Jesus changes you. I want to talk about how he does it and when you need to change and what is the process that goes about when you embark on a change like that. And we're going to do that this morning by looking at the story of a man who was radically changed by Jesus. This story is recorded in three books of the Bible in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And this story will help us to understand how Jesus can and will change you and me. The key is if we come and we seek him and we knock at the door. So let's look at it. Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 17. And the Bible says, One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick, it says. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. This says that this man was literally paralyzed. He was physically paralyzed. But there were three things that Jesus did for this man. And these same three things Jesus will do for us, for you and for me, if we honestly knock at the door and seek him. This man, you notice, desired a physical healing, a physical change. And maybe perhaps this morning, as I prayed earlier this morning, that is what you're seeking as well, is, is some physical healing. Maybe your desire is more of a spiritual change. You want to be set free from bad habits, from addictions, from sin. Perhaps it's an emotional change. You want to be set free from worry and free, from anger, from depression. Or you may desire a relational change this morning. You want to be set free from conflict, from hatred to another person. If you desire for that kind of a change this morning, I want to tell you that you've come to the right place. And I'm not talking about this church as a physical building as a place, but you've come to the feet of Jesus this morning. That is the right place. That is the place where lives are changed, at the feet of Jesus. But there's a process that Jesus takes first. The first thing that Jesus does, as we learn from the story, is that he eases your fears. Now, you guys have to imagine this scene that we just wrote about, that we just read about. Jesus is teaching inside this house. The house is packed. They're standing room only. And then this man bringing the paralyzed man were blocked and they were stopped and they were stuck outside. And the crowd was so large that there was no way they could work their way in through the room to be able to experience and touch Jesus. No one else could be able to squeeze into this house. So imagine this. Suddenly Jesus hears this noise and he knows that it's coming from the roof. So he looks up and he starts to see debris just falling on the ground. And then he sees that the tiles are removed and light shines through. All of a sudden there is this man that's just being brought down into the middle of the room that is laid before him. Right in the middle of his house, right in the middle of Jesus' message. I mean, now talk about being interrupted. But when the man reaches the floor, you can imagine the house just goes silent. The people in the house go from what's going on because they didn't know what was going on to what is Jesus going to do? Now think about it. How would you feel if you were the paralyzed man at that moment? 
There you are. All of a sudden, all eyes are upon you, upon you. And I know that all of us love people just to look upon us, right? That would make me a nervous wreck. And not only that, you've wrecked a man's roof. Who knows whose? You've interrupted Jesus in the middle of this message. I would imagine that most of us here would feel embarrassed. I mean, like, what have I just done? I'm sure that we would be a little fearful of, you know, what is Jesus about to do or tell me or anxious because I don't know what he's about to say. But Jesus didn't say, excuse me, I'm busy here. You're interrupting me, paralyzed man, like if he would speak that way, right? He didn't say that. Look at what he says. They brought to Jesus a man who was paralyzed and lying on a mat. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, be encouraged, young man. The first thing that Jesus says is something to ease his fears. The first thing that Jesus says is, be encouraged. Take heart. It is okay. It's going to be okay. Because the truth is that Jesus cares about how you and I feel. He cares when you're discouraged. He cares when you feel lonely. He cares about your fears and about your anxieties. I mean, interesting to me that his first response is to ease his fears. But you have to know that two words in the Bible, fear not, are mentioned 365 times throughout the entire Bible. Do you guys think that Jesus knew how we would feel every time we would experience something like that? Because Jesus knows that in this life, it's going to be filled with many fears. And he knows that he can ease our fears by encouraging us through his word. The Bible says in Proverbs that anxiety in your heart weighs you down, but an encouraging word cheers you up. That's the first thing that Jesus does for the man on the mat. He gives him an encouraging word. And perhaps some of you this morning feel like you are symbolically on a mat and you need encouraging words, and that's why you're here. When if that's you this morning, let me tell you what First Peter says. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about what happens to you. And in Psalms, it says, I asked the Lord for help, and he answered me. He freed me from all my anxious fears. When you come to the feet of Jesus for some kind of change, the first thing that Jesus is going to do is that he's going to ease your fears. He lets you know that you've come to the right place, that you've come to the right person. And then he, he, he erases your sins. The first thing that Jesus says to this paralyzed man is, be encouraged. The second thing he says to this paralyzed man is, in verse 20, he says, friend, your sins are forgiven. But wait a minute. The man on the mat didn't come to Jesus for forgiveness. He came for physical healing. But Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. I mean, what is going on here? You see, the man was more in interested in his physical healing than his spiritual problem. He was more focused on his outer being than the inner problem. But isn't that the case for all of us? Isn't that typical of most of us that what we focus on, we always focus on what we can see on the outside, either our, our physical bodies or our situations on the outside or what people think? I think that's most of us. We think typically care more about body problems than soul problems. But right here with the man on the mat, Jesus looks beneath the surface and deals with the most important issue. He looks at the heart first. And then he says, friends, your sins are forgiven. Here's the truth. The man had blown it. He had sinned. 
And all of us have blown it as well. We've all sinned, but Jesus Christ forgives. And that's why we're here this morning, because we know that we serve a Christ that will forgive us no matter what we've done. And the Bible is clear about how he forgives. The first thing that he does is that he forgives you instantly. There is no time lag. There's no thing that you have to do, walk on your knees to a certain place and say a little prayer. That's not the way it works. God is merciful and he gives a quick response. And it says in Isaiah, God is quick to forgive. He is merciful. He extends his mercy to you and concerning your sin. He's not interested in beating us over the head with our sin. Instead, through his mercy and grace, he makes us better. So when we, when you ask for forgiveness, he forgives us instantly. I mean, that's a great deal. The second thing is that he forgives you completely. And completely means totally, fully, finally, once and for all. He forgives every sin, every past, every present. And the beautiful thing is that even in our future, if we're faithful to confess our sins to him, he is faithful to forgive us. In fact, Colossians says, he has forgiven all of your sins. He has utterly wiped out the evidence of broken commandments, which always hung over our heads, and has completely annulled it by nailing it to the cross. Folks, that, that's, it's not a free pass to sin, but it is a faith, a knowledge that when we come before God and confess our sins, that it's like a dry erase board. He just erases them from the board. Yet that means we don't have to carry them anymore. We just lay them at his feet, and he takes care of them. And in Romans, it says, God says he will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus Christ to take away our sins, no matter who we are or what we have been like. And I love that phrase, no matter who we are or what we've been like. That includes all of us in this room. So when you come to Jesus, he not only eases our fears and erases our sins, but he also enables us to change, enables you to change. He will enable you to do what it seems humanly impossible. Folks, there is an enabling that comes from the hand of Jesus that is supernatural. And that enabling, that empowerment from his hand is all that you need to make a change, even when you think it's impossible. I've seen it so many times work in my life and in other people's life. I saw it this past trip when he takes an alcoholic man and there's brought about a change because his power, his hand is so powerful that he can do whatever he wants to do if we believe in him, if we knock on that door and walk through it. By his power, his enabling, you can change things that seem to be impossible. The first thing that Jesus says to this paralyzed man is be encouraged. The second thing he says to this man is you are forgiven. And the third thing that Jesus says to this paralyzed man is you are healed. In fact, the scripture says that when Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, take your mat and go home because you are healed. And then it says the man jumped up took the mat and pushed his way through the stunned onlookers. Then they all praised God. We've never seen anything like this before, they exclaimed. But now look at this. Jesus told him to do one thing that he was unable to do. And that's really where I want to pause and take a moment and, and just really understand what Jesus was asking this guy to do. He was asking him to do something that he had never done before. Something that was bothering him for from his whole lifetime. He told him, Stand up and walk. And sometimes we look at the scripture and we don't even consider what he's asking the guy to do because we know that he's going to stand up and walk because we just read it. 
and he's going to be blessed by it. But this man was physically paralyzed, was carried everywhere that he needed to go his entire life. He was unable to walk. And Jesus told him to do one thing that he was unable to do, stand and walk. So now listen close to me for a second. Maybe this morning, God is asking you to change something in your life that seems impossible to you. You want to change and we all want to change. We know that. But it may seem impossible sometimes. Mark says that without God, it is utterly impossible. But with God, everything is possible. So the good news this morning is that when God asks you to do something that seems humanly impossible, he comes alongside of you and he enables you to do it. The moment that this man decided to take his mat, walk up and obey Jesus and get up, God enabled him to get up. God empowered him to get up. God facilitated his getting up. There is an enabling from God's power available to every single one of you this morning. So then again, the question this morning is, what change in your life seems impossible to you? Because whatever it is, you can make the change by doing what this paralyzed man did. Jesus enables you to change when you turn to him for change. The man on the mat could have just stayed home when Jesus came to town. He could have turned his heart, his mind, his body away from Jesus. Just like it's so normal for all of us. Instantly, the first thing that we gravitate to is our own power, our own will, our own knowledge. So when we encounter this problem, the first thing we do is I'm going to solve it with what I know how to do. So we take on the task of solving what our problems are. But that's not what this man did. Instead, he turned his heart, his mind, and his body towards Jesus when he needed to make a change. Because we usually try to do everything but come to Jesus when that happens. We turn to every book, you know, every type of method, every self-help, every therapist, but everywhere else but Jesus. So I'm going to encourage you this morning to save yourself a lot of pain and just bring it to the feet of Jesus. Because Jesus enables all of us to change if, when we trust him to, to do that change. You see, the man on the mat wouldn't have taken that risk. And if he wouldn't have taken that risk, we all know the answer to that. If that man would have not said, I mean, would have not obeyed Jesus and gotten up from his mat and walked, he would have still been on this mat. When you turn to Jesus and you put your trust in him, it's inevitable. God is going to change you. Now, we sang this morning about waiting upon the Lord. And the issue becomes that we ask for this change. We ask for this blessing. And then we want instant gratification. We want it now. Like Baruka from, you guys don't know who Baruka is, do you? You guys do know who I'm talking about. I want it now. Anyway, we have to wait upon the Lord for this change. Change is really possible. This fear of this paralyzed man, I could imagine. Of course, we read that he quickly said, yeah, I'll stand up and get up. But that's not so easy. And that's where we need to pause and come to terms with the fact that for us, we need to take our mat, stand up, and walk. That means you have to walk through that door. And then God, as you walk through the doors, he's going to ask you to do the hardest thing that he asked this man to do, which was to stand up and get up and walk. 
You have to be able to walk through this door, shut the door behind you of all your old past, all your old habits. And then the hardest part is that where God comes to you and says, you've taken that step of faith. Now here's what I need you to do. And that's when it becomes a little more difficult because it may be something that you're not used to doing. He might ask you to do something that your whole life or maybe for decades, you've been used to doing it a certain way. And all of a sudden he says, do it this way. And you're like, oh man, I can't do that. So this morning, as we just close and as we conclude, I have to ask you, what about you? What are you going home to this morning? Are you going home from another Sunday at Canyon Hills and you're just going to lay on your mat and watch TV, struggling with whatever it is you've been struggling? Are you going to say, man, that was an interesting message, but my issue, as I've tried before, is impossible. I've tried time and time again. I don't even want to deal with it. I'm just going to lay on my mat. I can't change. Are you going to go home and lay on your mat on change for another week, another month, another year? I mean, what is it going to take? If you're tired of that, and if you want Jesus to change you right now, today, by his power and his will alone, I have to tell you that now is the time. The question is, are you ready for that change? Because it's really possible. Because everything with God is possible. I encourage you to walk through that door, shut it, never look behind you. And look for God's next step in your life. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And if there's any of you here that want to bring about that kind of change that we just read about from this paralyzed man. And knowing that it is available to you. I just want you to repeat these words in your heart if you mean them. And it goes like this. Father, I admit that I need to make a change. I need you to change me in the area, and I want you guys to fill in the blank. You see, folks, I believe, and it is biblical, that God asks us to bring darkness into the light and call our sins by name. So when you pray this prayer and you say, I need you to make a change in this area of fill in the blank, I want you to be honest with God and let them know between you and God what it is that you need change in. I want you to name it to God and then say, so right now, Father, I turn to you. I put my trust in you and I will take the steps you tell me to do, Father, no matter how hard they may be. Lord Jesus, right now, I put my trust in you to enable me to change in this part of my life. Change me, O oh Lord. Father, and as people are praying that right now, Father, I ask that you would come before them and that you would ever so gently instruct them on what that next step is in their lives. We love you this morning, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.